0: As we tune up, please take this moment to find your headphones for full listening enjoyment. Please find your headphones for full listening enjoyment. Thank you for joining me for The Big Run.
1: Masons, when they start upon a building, are careful to test out the scaffolding, make sure that planks won't slip at busy points, secure all ladders, tighten bolted joints. And yet all this comes down when the job's done, showing off walls of sure and solid stone. So if, my dear, there sometimes seems to be old bridges breaking between you and me, never fear. We may let the scaffolds fall, confident that we have built our wall.
0: Stairs joining up, stitched and puckered with tissue. Bones that stress and pull you up, a dull ache that lingers, to heal, to repair, to believe in your body again, to trust your mind, make yourself visible in a space you haven't seen yourself in before, to start a discourse. To have a conversation with your body, a dialogue, to be present, checked in, listening. To go on an adventure, to follow a river and see how it joins us all and do something before you regret it. That is to heal to be healing, to be a work in progress, to acknowledge that the scab may come off, that it may open up, that things may go backwards, but not you. You'll go forwards through movement, through patience, through virtue, and through sheer will. We just heard Joanna Horton reading Scaffolding by Seamus Heaney as we set the stage for this month's journal all around the theme of healing. Coming up we have Dear Foot Racing, a call and response from author to reader, brought to life by actor Remy Milner from the journal entries of 2016 European mountain champion Emmy Collins. Kieran Olga is back, but this time for longer than two minutes as he tells us all about his latest adventure, Run the Blue. He talks about answering the call to adventure making a dream a reality and striking a balance between a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and being a family i join former guests for the practice of feldenkrais observing and participating and working on getting a closer alignment to how my body moves then me and tasha thompson founder of black girls do run braved a very cold hyde park to talk all about resetting the dial on who can be a runner, being a hero to her kids and encouraging change. And of course, Jason Henderson, editor of Athletics Weekly, joins us for the racing forecast. Before we get started, the deadline for performance of the month is fast approaching. You have until the 11th of April, the 11th of April, This podcast is going out on the 9th so two days left to submit your performance of the month of someone who has inspired you lately be it from smashing a pb getting back from injury or taking on a brand new goal in partnership with Saw, running the big run podcast is giving away a marathon system for your performance of the month and for you the nominator. The full details are in the show notes and on the Instagram post accompanying this episode submit your performance of the month to alex.i at sawrunning.com and we will announce the winner through April. You have until April 11th to get that in and the discount continues Big Run 15 will get you 15% off at sawrunning.com I want to take you to St. James's Park, where I met the actor Remy Milner. She's working at the moment on a job, so we met outdoors to be safe in a busy and bustling St. James's Park on a Friday afternoon. Remy, well, I tell you what, I'll let Remy introduce herself. I hope you enjoy this first piece and this month's journal from the big run.
2: Hello, my name is Remy. I am an actor and a friend of Danny's. And we met in St. James's Park on a very, very sunny day to record this. Kurt had already warned me that it wouldn't last forever sagely over a coffee in the cafe opposite his shop, my sanctuary on all those obligatory trips to visit my grandma. He commended my recent form and told me to make the most of it. That was when I headed more purposefully towards stretching, ordered various bits of equipment to start a strength and conditioning routine and was resolute about incorporating more cycling. That summer I'd done two 70K ultras a sub 3310k and won more trophies than can fit in our apartment. I was receiving race invitations on a daily basis, luring me into seven or even eight-hour car drives to explore and compete in races. It's hard to know if it was all worth it. What will I do now? Three months of pain look likely to turn into four. It's not the inability to run, nor the constant pain when I walk. Those are bad. Unbearable, even, but it's.
3: Hello.
0: Hello, mate, you're right.
3: Sorry, let me start again. Kurt has a running shop and he has all the best advice. So every time I go to my grandma's, I see Kurt and soak up everything that he has to say. At this point, I just arrived in Brighton with, straight off the plane from Bulgaria, with another stress fracture. First of a few. Yeah.
2: I can now run every so often. I am managing to get outside each day, although today is an unfortunate exception. There's a vague sense of unease with my foot. It could be purely psychological. After three months of struggling to walk and the gradual ease into regular shoes, there's perhaps a part of me that just has such disbelief that this could really have happened. Yesterday, Harriet said it was pretty much a career-ending injury. It was an interesting perspective, as I haven't really thought of running as a career. More of a time-consuming, every-waking-minute hobby. I guess that almost verges on the idea of career, or at least comes close to reflecting it.
3: Harriet's about ten years younger than me, but she's the person that I always go to for anything related to, to, to medicine and athletics. Um, At this point, they were diagnosing me with arthritis or early-onset arthritis, which was something, um, yeah, which was like an evolution, I guess, of what had been, what people had been saying with the stress fractures.
2: 16th of November, 2016, two days on. Two days after the incessant questioning, the what, no racing, incredulity, the complete and unrelenting lack of compassion, One day after another futile appointment with the hardest doctor to get hold of in the world. And now I'm not sure how zen I'm feeling after two days of Pilates. But maybe I'm looking in the wrong direction. I was cycling for days and then wound up in London. 29th of October, 2017. How much should I be investing in racing and training? Moving forward from disappointment. I ran slowly this morning, a gloriously slow romp across pine needle carpets, with gentle inclines and sweeping corners. It's the 7th of February today. Nothing special about the day. Facebook reminds me that I won a regional cross-country race two years ago to the day. When I look at the photos, all I can see is that my legs are fairly chunky, much like today. I thought about racing on the weekend, but I'd have preferred to go into an event like that with racing legs. Right now, they are less racing and more restless. I started a handwritten training diary. I think I prefer that to typing on here. Usually, I make the typesetting so small that I can barely see the screen.
3: And then you're in certain, and then in in certain environments. In certain environments, there's a there's the mindset or the attitude that you you recover from an injury and you're back on the start line at the next possible race. And at this point in my life, I was trying to get away from that and uh, go for a more sustainable approach. But it wasn't one that was necessarily accepted. And then in, in certain environments which is often the same environment that expects you to race every weekend. It's also hard to talk about like, the emotional side of being injured again. And so that would be a reason why I'd open the computer and type in really tiny fonts. So I would never have to, to look at it again.
2: 31st of May, 2018. It's not that she expects to be treated any differently, but when she weighs up her achievements, She finds it hard to reconcile those with the way in which she feels overlooked. A strange state of affairs, she muses, picturing herself in a sort of gray area between an eternal comeback and yet another injury setback. This time around, it was wholly her fault. A moment's lapse of concentration, a stray tree root, two ambivalent hikers, that sense of liberation that occurs when a race goes your way. It all ended in tears, of course. Piggybacks across car parks, crutches on long-term loan, a course of painkillers. She's cut back on those now. And the crutches, no longer on rotation, are leaning messily against the elliptical, a relic of a previous injury. She wonders if anyone misses her, if anyone has thought to send healing vibes or care packets. Probably not, she shrugs. This weekend should have been the stage for another breakthrough, the glorious comeback after the longest injury hiatus she can imagine. The Swiss Champs, a true test of her condition, ready for the world champs, and a personal, self-directed trial to see if her mind has truly been strengthened by the lessons learned on the bike.
3: As a mountain runner, if you twist an ankle on a warm down that then puts you out for the rest of the season, that's it's, it's quite embarrassing. It's a, it's a very amateur. <laughs> mistake and um, yeah it was so mortifying that I couldn't even face writing about it or telling people what I'd done that yeah I go and I get a record and then I twist my ankle on the warm down so that was a bit embarrassing and incredibly frustrating for myself and I was really cross
2: 22nd of March 2022 here we go again and again and again and again and she's starting to get tired of it, worn out. Not ready to stop though, even though most people think she already has. But she hasn't. She just needs the right moment to prove it. She's putting in the work, no one can deny that. Apart from the people who don't know she's been going to the gym every week for the past three years. That's most people actually. She does it on the DL. But seeing where she is now, sat on the sofa with a hot water bottle on her right glute. You start to wonder if the gym has helped at all. Probably not. She's supposed to qualify for the European Champs in under eight weeks. That's just the qualifying mind. The actual championships are further away. It'll be nice to get there this time around. The superstitious part of her knows that by typing these words, she's pretty much ruled out her presence at the race. That's usually how it goes. You express an objective aloud and then poof, it's done. You're out. That sounds silly though. You know that life isn't really like that and jinxing things is purely psychological. Last time she saw the physio, he insinuated she's causing the injuries or even willing them to happen in some way. It's absurd. She'll show them.
3: I did a really good run yesterday um and a really good bike session and then this morning my heart rate variability told me to take it easy so that's exactly what I did did a, a really steady jog cleared my head felt good I'm going to do some stretching and then I'm going to do a bike session this evening so you know day by day my name's Emmy Collinge and I was European mountain running champion in 2016
0: That was Dear Foot Racing, written by Emmy and read by Remy Milner. It is a series of extracts from Emmy's journal from 2016 onwards as she moves through and gets over injury. Very grateful to Emmy for joining me from Italy on the phone to fill in some details about those extracts from her running journal. Our next guest is moving through a large body of land. I joined him near his home in southwest London to learn more about this adventure and give him a little bit more than two minutes from what he's previously contributed to the other monthly journals. I'll throw it over to him now. I was like, oh no, oh no, someone else is going to answer the door and it's going to be that awkward, like, I'm looking for Kieran. You've won, you've won the people's lottery. <laughs> we come on, we've got the camera crew here, come on in. How you doing, you all right? Yeah, good, you? In the car, by the river, and wandering around the surrounding area, Kieran Olga from the Runtesters laid out his latest epic adventure. So we're sat in front of the Thames, but we're not here to talk about the Thames. We're here to talk about the the Danube and a a challenge that you've been dreaming of uh, for nearly 10 years now. And it's it's quite the epic challenge. Do you want to do you want to give us an overview of what it is you're going to embark on? Yeah. So basically,
4: I've already run the Thames from Mm -hmm. source to sea, pretty much. And that kind of got me thinking about what else I could do. And I'm going to now attempt to run the Danube from sea to source. So I'm going uphill for that one.
0: Okay, so sea to source. so where, where's the start point of that then?
4: And the start point will be, it actually splits, so there are, there are a few start points, but the one that I'm gonna do is gonna be on the Black Sea on the Romanian coast okay. in the Danube Delta. Mm-hmm. So one of the most important kind of bios, sort of uh, reserves in the whole of the world, actually. It's an amazing kind of place to, to start the run. And then we'll go through, I think it's eight countries, six capital cities. So we do Romania, then we do a bit of Bulgaria, then we'll go into Serbia, then we go up to Hungary. Uh, we'll have a little bit of Croatia, not a lot, and then we'll <laughs> go into Slovakia. Okay. Uh, into Hungary, into Slovakia, into Austria, and then across Germany and finish in a place called Donauchingen in, in Germany. So, what's the total distance for that? And it's going to be somewhere around the sort of 1,700 miles mark, which roughly equates to a marathon a day for the 62 odd days that I've got to do this run in. So that's the window I've given myself. It may or may not take me a little bit longer.
0: Because <laughs> you were saying then the royal we, but this is this is you solo, right, this journey?
4: And I'm gonna do it solo and I'm going to be carrying all my own kit. So I think technically you would call it kind of a, a, a semi-supported run. A semi-supported fastest known time. I can't find anywhere out there on the internet where this has been done before if you know of anyone who's done it i'd love to hear from them for sure because a i'd like some advice but (laughs) i'd also like to confirm whether or not this is going to be the first time anyone in the world has ever run this Mm. route i know people have cycled it the other way it's quite a popular Mm. cycling route to go back down um but on foot i think it might be
0: the first time so where did this idea come from then so it's a few
4: different places i've traveled around eastern europe a bit in the balkland in the balkans and um also in Vienna I was I was actually in Vienna at one point on a bit of a trip when a friend who was from Belgrade and a friend who was from Vienna we were having a, a coffee or whatever by the river and they said the person from Vienna said if I dropped the bottle into the Danube now mm. in about six days you could be in Belgrade and pluck it out I can send you messages like this and it was like that was about a decade ago so but it planted a little seed in my head about this river that connects Europe and all these countries and all these people you know Mm. you know very different people but and then I sort of started to to think about it I checked the distance and it sort of stayed with me for a long time the idea Mm. and the distance was I was looking for a sort of challenge but the distance is just about right where it's it's kind of a bit crazy but kind of manageable at the same time. Because this
0: isn't your first radio. I feel like that. I feel like there needs to be sort of a rundown of your kind of CV. Like you, you, <laughs> you've dabbled in these sorts of distances before. This, would this be your longest though?
4: Uh, this would be by, by far the longest. So I've done, I've done the sort of, I've done 250K Marathon des Saab in five or six days. I've done the Thames we did in three days. And we stayed in hotels. We didn't sort of camp as I will. And then I've done a marathon every day for seven days. Um, so far so i've you know 190 miles for the thames from source to, to sea is in three days is quite tasty so i've done bits and pieces like this but this kind of back to back to back for such a long period of time consecutive running i've done a half marathon every day for a month in december a couple of years back but this is next level but at the same time because i've done those things feels feels like, like
0: you're ready to go take like, it up a notch it feels like
4: a next step yeah and you know i of course it sort of makes me nervous thinking about it and there's a lot I don't know about it and there's there's going to be a certain amount of naivety that I'm going into this with Mm. but I'm excited and I at the moment sat here talking to you I don't see why there's any reason I can't do it
0: so where does that that's interesting where does that excitement come from then because I think a lot of people listen to this would be like how many miles 60 days so where do you think that that excitement is sort of cultivated for you
4: I mean, I love the idea. There's something really kind of romantic about the idea of just taking kit that I already own, sticking it in a backpack, flying to Romania, turning around and running back, and taking- It's my... like the
0: most ultimate out and back ever. Yeah,
4: I mean, but you know, and under my own steam, you know, I can stop when I get tired. I can, I'll have what I need to sleep with. So I'm gonna have a bivy sack. So I call it the blue worm, but it's basically a waterproof outer coating for a sleeping bag. Okay. So you sleep with your face under the stars, no mm-hmm. tent. Okay. Um, I've got a very lightweight sleeping bag, a half sleep mat, and all the kit I need to be able to stop and drop as and when. Mm -hmm. And some of it I'll wild camp, some of it I will find campsites that will hopefully give me some space, you know, a patch of grass for me to lie on, sometimes I'll hopefully get some of the kindest of strangers and get a bed and a shower somewhere. Mm. But I think part of the excitement comes from that idea of being very sort of primal and moving through the landscape under your own steam with Nothing else really to worry about, but getting from A to B safely, Mm. eating, sleeping, rising with the sun, going down with the sunset, getting up and going again. There's a a real freedom to it, I think. And I- I, There's that that part of me, I can't wait for this kind of escape of it in a way.
0: Mm. So are you you gonna be carrying all of your food with you as well? Or the the nutrition's gonna be
4: coming with you? I will take some nutrition for the runs, but obviously I've got to keep the kit down. So Mm. for example, like Marathon de Saab, I went out with an eight kilogram pack that was seven days food in there the beauty of that is though over the days the pack gets lighter because you're eating it mm. with this obviously that doesn't really yeah so you're
0: going to keep stocking up, stocking so I, up. I,
4: um, one idea that i have is to send kind of food parcels to locations en route and refill the bag and run but i think also with this one i'm going to be a bit looser with my nutrition and i will eat, eat what i find you know and then i'll have some Run
0: Please do your research on the local flora and fauna. <laughs> Please do Yeah, I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not foraging. I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't, yeah. don't do any random <laughs> like random berries. I've just, I just French had a flash forward to yeah. the, to the future. The somber follow up to this, to this video. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's interesting. You said you're a bit looser with your nutrition because you, you, before we sort of hit record on this, there feels like there's a bit of a looseness to the, to the feel of this. Like there's an FKT element, but there's also, there's an experiential kind of element to it as well, right? I suppose as well one question I am interested in is like obviously you kind of operate and work within social media and stuff like and you want to share this story but how much of it do you also kind of want to preserve for yourself and be like oh I'm having a great time I don't want to put this on an Instagram story do you know what I mean like what's that balance?
4: Yeah I think there will be and I've, I've had to think when I'm planning the route actually I'm looking at what the journey needs should be so There's so much to see. There are so many places that you could go and get the Instagram photo, but but some of them you have to deviate from the course, from the river. And that sometimes that's uphill, sometimes that's gonna add a lot of distance to the, and you're sort of trying to weigh up. How much of that do I wanna do versus is it just an A to B? And how am I trying to set a quick time? How much can I I, uh, actually sort of soak up in extra mileage to see stuff? And and get those shots and do those things and how much energy do I want to put into to creating the content on the move and I think it's I think I'll know more.
0: I'm going to leave a little bit of it until I'm out there to see. So think you have got to follow your heart, haven't you? A little bit, like because yeah. I mean, how much of it isn't an, is an FKT thing, or how much of it is? Well, you're just going to follow your instinct, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's never. I, as far as I can see, it's never been done. So, I mean, if anyone's listening and knows someone who's done it, please put me in touch because I'll get. Some, I'd like some advice, but I, I don't think it's been. It's been done. So it's an, it's kind of like a guaranteed FKT. <laughs> so I can take my time, right? And. I don't know. Maybe there's no one else crazy enough to even bother to ever try and t- take it down. So, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. There are some towns that I'm going to go to, and some places I got in touch with a place in Germany where they're like the campsite said we can give you a place to sleep for free, but at the time you're coming, we have the equivalent of like the Munich beer fest happening here. And actually, it wasn't. It was in. It's in Austria. We have the okay, equivalent okay. of the Munich beer fest here, mm. and then like oh, it's going to be. But I'm. I'm dead worried about getting drawn into drinking massive shrines of lager on that street you know,
0: waking up and having to God, run a marathon kieran's like three days behind like i don't know what happened like so i spoke well that's that's probably a good challenge that you may have to face but like just thinking of the of the route like i'm i don't doubt that you've wrecked it and sort of done sort of exhaustive research are there particular sections where you're like okay that's that's going to be challenging
4: yeah there are and i you know it's this is the, one of the things about the technology today mate has made it very very easy to i'm using commute it's a route planning tool where you can plan each of the segments and you can do kind of all different layering of the map so you can see exactly what you're going to go through you can get down and see the kind of google street view and i've in i've almost run the route virtually okay using this and it's been it's been great in terms of the the different areas that are going to be tricky absolutely i think romania is one area that i'm worried about mainly because there are wild dogs and i don't really know you know you get different stories about how many there are and how you encounter them spoken to a lot of cyclists who've done this who've said it's quite a bad problem either wild dogs or or guard dogs that are not behind fences right um packs of wild dogs really I, i think overall the whole journey are the one thing that is worrying me most so mm. I think I'm gonna to have to take like a dog taser audio alarm thing mm. and hope that that deals with it the one thing I've found in all my research about how to deal with a dog encounter the one the first piece of advice on every list is is don't run.
0: <laughs> it's sort of sort of like a test, isn't it? It's sort of like who's the alpha in that situation, yeah. you kinda of gotta stare them down. But I'm I'm gonna be running
4: when I encounter them. So it's like so you have to <laughs> suddenly stop I'm and to sort, to of go, put, oh.
0: sort of sort of mould into a casual walk, like you were there all along.
4: Yeah. Or well, they say, you know, if it's looking bad you have to maybe try and find another route, but so that's I think that's one of the things that worries me. The other okay. thing, in Romania there's big stretches between where i uh, sort of feasible for campsites and stuff so I mm-hmm. think there's going to be a little bit more um isolation struggling maybe to find replace water and get food and stuff so I
0: can't wait to hear some of those stories that are going to come out of those those nights where you were between a rock and a hard place and you're going to have to sort of make some makeshift kind of bed for the night I've bivied, so I've I've you
4: know I've slept under the stars we did the Isle of I did with a friend of mine called Pat we did the Isle of Wight which is 70 miles and we did it in two days and we I I tested kind of this wild camping even though we're on a campsite he was in a tent but I've never done it on my own so in my training between now and June July that's when I'm gonna that's one of the things I've got on my list to to go and I need to get brave enough to be sleeping with my face out to the stars on my own
0: I think well that's part because that was going to be my next question is obviously there's the you've got the kind of You've got the aerobic engine from kind of previous challenges, but like are there things sp- specifically like getting used to the to the weight you're going to be carrying? Because how many kilograms are you going to be carrying? I'm going to try and keep it to eight. So eight kg. So are you doing runs with like weights on and stuff like that?
4: And I've been running with a weighted vest. Okay. And trying to build up slowly and then obviously with packs to get used to actually wearing the pack because it's slightly different than a weighted vest. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. I think the one thing it's the same with the MDS and we managed it but you knew the pack was going to get lighter and I think that's again mentally there's a, a thing I'm going to I'm wrestling with at the moment which is the pack is never going to get lighter mm. so I have to make it feel lighter from the day from day 1 by training with it this is sometimes where I where I train actually I'll do this is this is a bit that I hate running in fact because I'll do the bloops of you know, so obviously by the Thames here and I run along the south side of the Thames and do loops with the bridges up to Putney and back down off from Kew. Mm. And this stretch is often when I'm on my way home on the north side and I'll be coming back through here. And for some reason, this particular stretch of road, I find mentally quite gruelling all the time. I don't really know why. So recently I've been coming here a lot just to lean into that a bit.
0: I think that's quite interesting, I think, of of like banking sort of visual stretches of miles you've struggled with in training that you can kind of like... Know, sort of go through the roller decks when you're when you're in a particularly nasty spot in a race or a particular challenge and be like, well, it's just like yeah. that four-mile stretch at home. What are the essentials of the pack then? So, what is your like everyday carry? What are the, so you've got? Obviously, your route's going to be planned up with Kamu. You're going to have your sort of uh, your Taser shock thing for the for the wild dogs. What are like the the non-negotiable things you're definitely taking with you? I'm
4: going to take. I'm going very light, so I will have some run fuel. So some sort of gels or bars or chews that are specific for the running segments and then i will have one i'm going to take probably two or three pairs of socks i'll take one pair of i'll have one running kit and then i'll have some trousers and a change into kind of top that's a bit warmer campwear for mm. after but that will basically be it i'll have it definitely have something blue but i'll have some sun cream you know these kind of things i'll i'll definitely have my sleeping bag i'll have the bivy sack I have this kind of lightweight Therm-a-Rest half sleeping mattress. I might take an extra I've got this extra kind of it's like a it's like a forest gump Cagoule, but you can use it you can it's got um, eyelets so you can hook it up as a bit oh, of an extra see, waterproof protection but its it's a bit heavy so I might take that as well but essentially that's kind of it one pair of shoes and I will probably send packs of shoes somewhere else so they'll be I'm trying to find friendlies. Along the way, hotels, campsites, hills, take so a pass of me.
0: But one one model of shoe for the whole distance. I I'm thinking one this model. has got to, this has got to be like a hot topic, particularly with your work with the run testers and all of the shoes that you review for such an epic challenge. Like the the chosen footwear. I mean, have you got sort of contenders.
4: I have, yeah. Already, I've got contenders.
0: Okay. Do you know? Or do you want to commit I, to, to not, film? I can't commit yet. But okay. There's Some
4: that I've been testing recently. It's a difficult one because you've got a balanced weight, comfort feeling good you just want an easy rolling shoe basically for mm. this but one that's going to be nice and durable mm. and i think i'm going to be running mainly firm stuff it's not going to be too traily and it should be f- the other thing is it could be very hot my in my head i'm going to rise with the sun
0: okay <laughs> this all sounds like <laughs> we ride, like a, we ride oh, at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and then get out there the and, and
4: and get it done early and and then yeah i'm, I'm really excited about trying to really drop into see how those natural rhythms mm. can i go back to being like and living with those natural rhythms but mm. yeah the shoe is a big thing i feel
0: like i feel like as well i feel like that's you know what for people watching like what would you choose like i feel like that should be like a hotly contested thing about the the, the footwear that you choose for the challenge i'm
4: I'm dead keen to see if one pair of shoes can last do me. the whole thing yeah because of this whole you know 300 mile that 400 be, mile yeah. thing that brands say this is when the shoes give out and you should buy new ones there's Again, we've written about this a lot and I, I haven't seen a study or no brand has been able to point me to a piece of research that says this is a proven fact. So I'm, I've always worn my shoes a little bit longer, but it would be such a great thing if I can wear one pair the whole way.
0: Oh, it would be amazing. So remind me the distance again.
4: 1,700 miles. So. If there's
0: a pair of shoes out there that's got 1,700 miles in the midsole, then I just think that would be extraordinary. But we've talked a lot about like gear and and, and the logistics, but there's also there's also the kind of the emotional side of it as well and the fact that you're you know we were talking about this before we hit record like you're going to be you're going to be going away from from your family for for two months I mean how how did you how did you pitch it to them when when the idea sort of was starting to become a reality
4: yeah well I, I mean I've I worked on my wife for a long
0: time <laughs> um, was it like drip feeding it were you just putting maps of like the Danube like sort of on the dinner table? pretty
4: much yeah just drop it into conversation every now and again you know I, I mean I've, I've done this these kind of things for a while. And I think uh, my wife knows that this is something that is part of who I am. And obviously this is a bigger challenge. It's a longer time away. And, you know, she's been super supportive with it. And I think, I, you know, the timing of it is done very specifically. It's, it's a difficult one. Do I take time out of when, the, when my son's at school? and then my wife has to do all those school runs and all that kind of stuff and I decided the holidays was probably the best time to go so this is fits almost smack bang into the summer holidays f- for my son so that a they can come for bits of it but also maybe it's a little bit easier in terms of all this day-to-day stuff that's got to be done I also spoke to my you know I was worried about how my son would feel about me being away for so long mm. and I've I worked quite hard to talk to him about what what we were going to do and or what I was going to do and I've shown him the maps and and kind of tried to get him in, in invested in the planning and and sure he's six and a half so you know it's, he hasn't really got an idea of the scale but I, I also just asked him if he would mind what did he think you know and mm. sort of laid it on the table and said if if this would you know if this would really upset you I won't go but he's really happy as long as he can come for sections of it great think, which is great and I you know that makes me happy because yeah I want to show him that anything is possible you know that if you can if you can kind of think if you can kind of dream about it you can go and sort of make it happen and yeah definitely there's a big part of that It was one of my reasons for going to do it is to is to do something big you know and quite big a bit silly a bit that looks a bit unachievable mm-hmm. all of those things and I, I think that's a really good thing to leave for him mm-hmm. and to have him see someone doing because it doesn't have to be running you know whatever he wants to do whatever that thing is for him it will be If he's seen me go out and do something that's that's a stretch, then maybe in 15 years' time it'll make him believe that he can go and do it or whatever you know.
0: Is there going to be sort of charity work as well? Like, is that part of it that you're hoping to connect?
4: Basically going to run for poverty-impacted children. Okay. So I think what I'm going to do, and I'm still working on this part of it, but there'll be sort of four or five charities on one page that people will be able to donate to the charity that means most to them or appeals to them and I'm gonna pick causes. Some of them I'm trying to find charities that work in the localities that I'll run through. Um, I'll almost certainly have something on there now, bearing in mind what's happened that supports those people in need in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I want something that's gonna you know help children all over the world. So you know I'm thinking about the likes of sort of UNICEF and Save the Children and, and things like that as well as some more kind of local sort of smaller charities and absolutely absolutely to to raise money
0: so it's we're just sort of creeping towards the end of march now so you've got april mate so three months okay so what does the training look like over the next three months for you yeah i mean i i have to say i'm not i haven't got i haven't got a coach and a formal sort of
4: structure plan in that way i'm doing this based on my own experience and my training is lots of low and slow low heart rate very slow paced runs that are growing in distance and time on feet mm-hmm. with kind of ever growing amount of weight on my back mixed up with somewhere I'm just running sort of freely shorter but I'm also doing a lot of work in the gym so okay. a lot of strength work a lot of um, you know weighted squats doing lots of you know weighted lunges lots of upper body work to try and get lean and light because I'd rather carry if I have to carry eight kilos on my back it's probably better than not carrying eight kilos on
0: my front <laughs> on your belly right? yeah right okay <laughs> so a boat's just come past I wonder whether there will be times like I suppose that's part of it as well like how are you preparing mentally because I imagine there will be times when you'll be by the Danube and you'll be like I just want to jump on a boat and go home yeah how are you mentally preparing for those kind of moments I
4: I think by everything that I've done so far it's given me some of the strength that I need for that you know I know I've got tools I know how to get through rough Patches, whether it's by sticking on music whether it's you know making a phone call to someone at home I call my sister a lot you know when I'm struggling and get through those miles that are difficult uh, all those little tricks I've got in my locker they'll definitely be very useful there's going to be very hard parts my biggest fear isn't so much about the lows mentally it's about if something happens to my tendons or almost the, the mechanics of my my physical mechanics that I can't control mm. you know just impact stuff that from the day to day to day something that's really annoying that you're like well I'm, one minute you're running brilliantly and everything's fine the next minute you know your, your foot's done something funny mm. got a broken toe or whatever
0: you know those sort of strange things And will there be ways for, like, as you do it, are you gonna be sharing it? Are there gonna be ways for people to get in touch with you and connect with you, like, to find that sort of, like, encouragement when when your tendons are sort of rebelling against you?
4: Yeah, I'll definitely be, I'll be sharing the story kind of on on social media, absolutely, and I'll be making little videos along the way. I'm gonna, again, carry a light kit, but I've got a a little camera and stuff, and yeah, I I really want people to be a part of the journey, and that's people who are back home or people who might know that I'm coming through, and yeah, those people at home are gonna make a huge difference but I get back into sort of camp after I've done those runs, I think that moment where I share a bit of content or I get onto social media and get the the feedback from people will help galvanise me for the following day. So, mm. yeah, I need... It'll be, it'll be like having... In football, they call it the 12th man or whatever, don't they? But I don't know what it is in running. That's you. That's you watching at home.
0: And just one more thing. We were talking about this just before we started recording, is how... The physical act of what you're doing is also going to be part of the fuel to help you kind of get out there and and sort of connect with people the kind of endorphins as a as a primer. Can you sort of just sort of explain that for, for people watching like why that's such a key role in this challenge
4: There's something about um, running that makes me I think a lot of people experience this but personally i when I've done a big long effort like that I'm way more open kind of emotionally. I'm more, I'm more uh, outgoing. I'm more kind of extroverted. I feel more more open-armed, I think, when I finish doing something like that. So I think I'm more in tune. I'm, I'm, that's one thing I'm really enjoying because I, f- I feel like every time I finish that and you turn up and you sort of... In my head, I've got, I'm have like a man with a sign going, I'm doing this in all the languages and people can see what it is that we're up <laughs> to. And then I might be able to you know, meet people who are interested to have a coffee or... And that the running part of it puts you in a good state for those conversations and for understanding and listening Mm. and you know all of those things Mm. it definitely it's like a primer like an endorphin primer exactly you sort of go in yeah yeah i'm gonna need that when i'm asking people (laughs) if i can sleep on their floor you know (laughs) that confidence
0: yeah yeah um, definitely yeah yeah
4: and yeah that i think that's going to be a really sort of powerful tool for me
0: well i i wish you all, all of the luck in the world, and yeah, if, if people watching wanna wanna get involved, I'm sure that you'll be putting links to all your socials and stuff for people to connect with you. And um, yeah, if you wanna get involved with the adventure as well, and you fancy uh, booking some flights, July, August, are you gonna be putting the route up so people can pick out sort of areas that they might want to join
4: you? Yeah, with? they'll be able to see where I'm where I'm heading. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Send them some nutrition as well.
4: <laughs> if you're coming to, if you're flying out, bring some food, all right, <laughs> and maybe some shoes, right? <laughs> Actually, clean clean underwear. Clean underwear. Maybe some shower gel, <laughs> maybe some,
0: maybe some deodorant. Awesome man. Best of luck.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Now it's time for Jason Henderson with this month's racing forecast.
5: Well, we're now into the spring road racing season, the cross country and indoor seasons have climaxed in the past few weeks. So it's very much all about spring road races throughout April. Of course, the summer track and field season has yet to begin. So. On the roads, if you're listening to this podcast today as it first comes out, then we've got the National Road Relays, which is a very historic and very busy event in Sutton Park in the Midlands. And on Sunday, we've got the Brighton Marathon event, which is one of Britain's biggest marathons and full of thousands of people. And they'll be following fast in the footsteps of the Manchester Marathon, which was very lucky with great weather conditions so hopefully it will be similarly bright and sunny for Brighton this weekend and then going ahead a few days over to Easter weekend there's not a great deal on traditionally over Easter weekend in the athletics world it's it's usually fairly quiet but we still have a few road races here and there and and a couple of events that are traditionally quite popular are these Easter festivals that take place in the Isle of Man and Guernsey. They're both over that that whole Easter weekend and involve a great variety of, of races. And I think lots of groups of club runners and sometimes student athletes go over and kind of combine racing with training, with a little bit of drinking as well goes on. I think it's as much of a, a social uh, affair than, than uh, anything else. Whereas over in Boston on the same weekend, on Monday, April the 18th, it's the the annual Boston Marathon, which started way back in 1897, a really historic race that has got lots of storied history in it. It features the fearsome Heartbreak Hill at 20 miles. It's also got super strong fields this year. There's no London Marathon this spring. London Marathon is usually usually in the spring, but it's moved to October over the last couple of years due to the pandemic. It'll be moving back to spring in 2023, but for this year, it's in early October again, which means that lots of the elite athletes have come to the Boston Marathon on April the 18th. The fields are are really super strong. And in the men's race, for instance, there are 12 guys who have broken two hours, six, which is a phenomenal standard and the women's race has got some British interest as well, with Charlotte Perdue who's having a crack at Boston a few months before she tackles the World Championships in July. Then throughout the rest of April, we get towards the end of the month and we roll into the track and field season. And one of the big early events is the British Universities and Colleges Championships, which is in Chelmsford this year and starts on April the 30th and runs through to May the 2nd over that big long bank holiday weekend at the end of April and beginning of May. And then on that same weekend, on the bank holiday Monday, there's the Vitality London 10,000, which features Mo Farah, who's trying to win that race for an amazing eighth time. And I wonder whether the organizers might try and get Emil Keres in the same race. As I'm speaking, he's not due to run, but Emil equaled Mo Farah's British record for 10,000 metres in Spain in January with 27.44 and I think it would be quite intriguing if both those guys who jointly hold the UK record for 10k on the roads both managed to have a race on the streets of London on May the 2nd.
0: I want to take you back to a cold Friday afternoon in East London, where I went to meet two former guests of the big run. Paula Bedford is a run leader with Camino Ultra, and she was part of the first monthly magazine episode. Ryan Jensen is a Feldenkrais practitioner, and he was a guest many moons ago on the big run. I went to join them at Ryan's studio space in East London as he worked with Paula, helping her rehabilitate an injured knee via the practice. It turned out that I was going to receive some treatment as well, but I didn't know that on the day, so I was slightly unprepared. So there are moments in this piece where the microphone isn't as close as I would have liked it to be. So apologies for the inconsistencies in some of the audio. What followed was a revelatory experience for myself taking on this practice for the first time and it was fascinating to both observe and participate in this form of movement and exploration. Anyway I'll throw to me just outside, waiting always early, never late, Eastern classic, waiting outside the studio before Paula and Ryan arrived. So it's a crisp Friday afternoon at the tail end of February and I am off to meet Paula Bedford who you may remember from an earlier episode is a run leader from Camino Ultra and Ryan Jensen who has also been on the big run before a Feldenkrais practitioner and we're actually going to join them for a session to explore Ryan's work, how it works with runners coming back from injury and getting a deeper understanding of getting a deeper connection to your body. How it works and functions. Paula rocked up moments later on her bicycle.
1: Hi. 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 Yes. How you doing? (laughs) You well. Good Good to see you you. 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 too. Oh, no, I mean, my pleasure. How oh, are you cycling? Oh, my you know. God. oh this yes. looks thick. Oh, my God. I
0: don't know. Oh, Swiftly followed by Ryan. <laughs> ah, here he is. Hello. Hello mate. Good to see you. Oh. I don't know now, I don't know. Oh, look at this. Oh, you haven't, you haven't seen me. Yeah, I've never street, seen that. Actually. Street lights. Oh.
1: I call it that I call these the rebuilding sessions. This is where this is where Ryan rebuilds me into an invincible ultra running machine. i am not it, I know that probably sounds a bit but it that's how it it felt when I was running my race afterwards. It was it was quite unbelievable. It's probably the one of the best runs of my life in terms of how how it felt. In the past when I've had physio and it's worked to a degree but I found those the repetitive exercises quite dry and you do them and did they work? You don't really know. Maybe in a couple of months time, you might feel like they did. But with Feldenkrais, I find that there is, a re- um, you, you can check, you can check how these things are. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a really, that's been really important for me to kind of be confident in how, in what I'm feeling rather than what I think, or how I think I should move. But the the A race this year is Thames Path 100, 100 mile, yeah. And then I have on the road to that, I've got a 54 mile coming up, um, which is Rose of the Shires. That's on the 9th of April.
0: So Ryan gets to work. Paula lies down on a table with a foam roller running along the length of her spine.
6: Now, if I was a true Feldenkrais person, I would start working with this leg. So her brain goes, oh, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe. But because it pulls on a roller, if I start with this one, she might get so wonky. We only get half the session done. So I'm starting right here. You feel the difference between the two, don't you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Very clearly. Your job is to stay on. <laughs> this is, is normally incredibly boring to watch let alone listen to so I doubt you use any of this but to feel is it that's a, that's why we'll give you a session next because to feel is this that's it's intense isn't it boy yeah
0: can you okay. describe what you're feeling Ryan as you work on that like are you looking for like sort of feedback is there like haptic feedback that you get
6: I'm asking questions with my hands and I'm comparing that to the thousands of other people that I've felt and I'm comparing it normally to the other side and comparing it to what might be ideal.
0: You're kind of having a dialogue then, really.
6: We, I am having a conversation with Paula's nervous system and she's there feeling and she's welcome to chat to me and say, oh, what about this? And normally I might have said, oh, tell me, we know each other. So yeah. she'll cut in and say, oh, this is interesting. I feel this. And this is a conversation we've had once before as well and I have you know I can't remember lots of things but whenever I do this work I can remember everything I forget people's names but I can remember every damn vertebrae about most people I I see Um.
1: (laughs) the first session that I had with Ryan and that was about my knee and my knee you know knee injury was an obsession you know And, um, but, and that first session, my, my leg felt my own again. It was quite sort of transformative for me. But one of the biggest things I noticed the next morning I woke up and for the first time in as long as I can remember, I hadn't chewed the edges of my tongue. So I think my jaw had really been really tight before for a really long time. And I'd, I'd bought myself a gum guard. I tried all these different things to try and relax my jaw, but, I'd still wake up feeling like I'd been chewing on my tongue and and that morning it was I literally took my breath away and it's it's I've never had that problem since since that first session well, so you've, all, never,
6: you've never told me this
1: yeah yeah it's like and still sometimes I wake up and I still like man that is how amazing is that after you know a year that I've never gone back to that, that habit. yeah
0: Paula's injury had happened in October 2020 when, during a heavy rain downpour, she dodged out the way of a puddle. There was a sudden pop in her knee, so loud that even her friends that she was running with heard the sound and acknowledged it. The following MRI revealed a meniscus tear on her ACL and a long period without movement for Paula. It was during that time that Feldenkrais became an important part of Paula's rehabilitation and recovery.
6: It's not kind of how people are used to, they wanna be pushed. I get clients who who kind of, I don't get many clients now who don't know about Feldenkrais, they come to me for it. But on the first meeting, you know, you're watching this, they kind of go, when's he gonna start working?
0: When are the cracks? Yeah. yeah. The pop's yeah. going to start happening. Yeah. I love that idea, though, if you kind of like, say, if you, if you, you know, touch one vertebrae that's perhaps not quite on board, that you kind of coerce the rest of them. So there's a kind of a group mentality for everyone to come along for the ride. Mm-hmm.
6: And the more that come along for the ride, the next time Paula goes for a run, more of herself is involved. Mm-hmm. Essentially... I'm trying to invite new habits or or get rid of some old ones for, for, to achieve a function in this case it's to for Paul's knee to feel better and for her to do an ultramarathon. marathon got you we've got we got, got aims mm-hmm. what's
0: really interesting just visually observing it is you kind of touched on it then is to look at the level of what you're doing in terms of the amount of force that you're applying or the level of touch is very, very subtle, mm. very light. And is there an element where when you've been working with someone for a period of time, a long period of time, like with Paula here, when they're doing the work, working on their neuroplasticity, is that that, that level of touch becomes almost amplified when, when you're working with them so that they're able to almost feel that there's more happening on their body than there actually is? Does that make sense?
1: I think I have, because I'm not being kind of forced in. there's no kind of stretching or pushing, you can, I can sit with the sensations and as time gone, has sort of gone on as I've practised it more I get more clarity about those sensations That's what
0: I think is so interesting about this practice as well is when you kind of go traditionally say as a runner to a physio or someone within that sphere you're going hoping that they have all the answers and that you're going to come out with a concrete solution and you're going to do three sets of ten everything's going to be fine but I think what's quite exciting is that obviously you have an incredible knowledge but you're, you're, it's a collaboration almost between two individuals and you're kind of both going on this exploratory journey you're steering and guiding and asking questions but you're both arriving uh, solutions sort of together which I think is really unique with the, with the practice does that, does that feel like a fair kind of yeah.
6: estimation because you I don't want to like Paula's the one running the show she can gauge she, what should she trust me what do I know I can't run ultramarathons, you know, So I can, but we can set up, it's always an experiment. What's this, you know, how do you move, do some weird non-habitual stuff, come back to it, remeasure. Oh, that's easier. Next day, gee, my running's better. That kind of thing, you know. I mean, in some ways Paula has to trust me that the the small movements, the small things we're measuring pertain to what she wants.
0: <laughs> I think what you said about Paula running the show, I think is really important because I think within these treatment scenarios the question of like who has the sort of status is always quite interesting I think you know when you've gone to like I don't know a a chiropractor or an osteopath not to do them down or anything but there's a certain level of sort of submission really that happens it's like crack me here sort of twist me there fingers crossed hope for the best whereas I think that sort of status shift like what can I do for you like what works for you in terms of sensation I think is quite interesting
1: That's very empowering and I don't have to, I can rely on myself, you know, to do that. Because I think that's something I definitely feel as I'm getting older and I'm running more, I want to be able to solve my own running problems. I don't want to constantly be going back and seeing physios for injuries. I want a toolkit um, of things that I can try when I feel like things are a bit out of kilter. And I do now, if I start running, and something doesn't feel right. In the past, I would have just gone, I would have just thought, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I feel crappy today. I'm not really very fit. Grind it out. Now I, I stop and I will stand and I'll think, right, okay, okay, maybe I'll turn to the left. No, I'll turn to the right. How does that feel? Which side feels easier? Okay, this side feels easier. I'll think, okay. Um, I'll turn to the side that doesn't feel easier and I'll, I'll play around and I'll I'll do a few things that I've learned through the Feldenkrais practice to to see can I can the side that felt more difficult learn from the easier side and it often can I've realized I can there's a lot I can learn from myself um and then I'll you know I'll stop do that for a couple of minutes start running again okay how does that feel does that feel nice oh yeah that does and so i mean that's that's pretty mad to be
0: as ryan concluded the session on paula she fed back as to how her back was feeling
1: See, my back feels entirely different now it's like the way that it's making contact with the uh, with the bench or with the table is it's like so there's so much more contact there isn't kind of sharp bits of my shoulders you know kind of Sticking into the table. It's like my weight's very spread very evenly.
0: You look taller across it. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> I feel you do look more spread out.
1: Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel, I can feel that. I do like my kind of mental, like, kind of perception of my body. Yeah. Feels like I'm very, and I'll feel, I'll, I'll know that I'll feel that when I sit up and walk around eventually. It will feel. See, I could, this is just very nice now. <laughs>
6: and can you feel how, because your back yeah. has a different organisation, yeah. that your breath is different?
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: And, can you hear, and because the breath's different, can you hear your voice voices? Voices, yeah. I was just about
1: to say there's a real kind of depth in my voice yeah. now that there wasn't before. We're both jealous. Yeah.
0: Well, you look like you're breathing a lot more from, from your belly. Like that's right. much more. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, okay. So after a brief rundown of the niggle that had been affecting me I lay down on the table and Ryan began the practice By working with the unaffected part of my body So you're starting with the the freer right now Unaffected
6: length. one for mm-hmm. a few reasons I kind of want to know how you move Okay Because <laughs> this one I might not get a sense of how you move I can, If I touch loads of bits here I can get a feeling for you Because I haven't watched you run right no, I don't really need to do that. I can get a sense of it from what I feel. So you want an honest reflection
0: of when I'm at my best, Ooh, so to speak. Yeah.
6: And if I work with this side first, your brain gets a chance to, first of all, to go, oh, this, this guy's okay, he's not hurting me. And your brain gets a chance to feel the possibilities of how your system can move. So the chances of your left leg taking the bait might be higher. Mm. We'll find out.
0: Standing taller and feeling more aligned, Paula observed as Ryan worked on me, and expanded further as to why she found the practice so interesting.
1: I'm really interested to see to see how that idea that was Ryan obviously talks about how he's asking questions, and to, I'm really interested in seeing how that he expresses that in those in the way that he's kind of working with your foot and your leg.
6: If every contact I make. I'm aware of my feet, my pelvis, my head, mm-hmm. then Daniel will get a session and I'll feel better from it. Yeah. So I felt better in myself from your session. hmm I uh, just lapsed into some shortening a moment ago, and oh, stop, can yeah. you
1: So that's interesting that you have to also focus on- Hold on. On how you are-
6: Otherwise I'm not putting in quality. Yeah. So I'm only putting in quality. So he gets a sensation of harmony with every touch.
1: I think that's another one of the other kind of I was thinking about this, thinking about this yesterday and kind of thinking about generally my Feldenkrais experience and although I came to you with a knee injury, like I feel like Feldenkrais has like given me all of these little gifts, like little that I wasn't expecting. So like the thing about the jaw and not chewing my tongue, but also um lots of other things like my in my kind of impression of my whole body has changed i think i might have mentioned this to you but i always used to feel like i had really long yet legs and a really short body i always felt quite scrunched up just generally as i walked around and that would kind of inform what clothes i bought and things like that but i don't feel like that now i actually feel like much more normally proportioned and i and i, I notice it and things like bending down were like now, bending down is so much easier now. And I wasn't even sort of particularly thinking, oh, I want to be able to bend down easier. But yeah, all of those, you know, even waking up in the morning, like not being so stiff, there's all of these little, little extra gifts <laughs> that, that you get.
0: From... After completing his work on the right side of my body, Paula checked in with me to see how the work was progressing and how it was feeling for me there on the table.
1: So, I mean, that leg now looks really different, looks...
0: My right leg.
1: Yeah, your right leg, yeah. Does it feel different?
0: I feel like on my left-hand side, which is the, the, where the area where the injury is, I feel like I'm crumpled. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. Feel, I feel like I'm... If I could have a, 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 a above shot now, you'd see I'm sort of slightly crunched to my left-hand side.
6: And it does look a bit like that. Yeah. Now feel this. Mm. Feel the force flow through you, through your chest, mm. to your head. Yeah. And it's a nasty old trick, mate, because now the differential... Because I, f- I can feel the tightening oh. in my neck, oh. on my left side. Oh. So now the difference is like... Yeah. So much greater. Yeah, that's So this, this is a, you'll be in your maximum judgmental <laughs> stage and going, oh, bugger, is it really that bad? But the potential for learning through, through yeah. start feeling differences now is greater. Well, it's so, so extraordinary, mate. Like...
0: Being made aware of the differences in how I carried myself either side of my body was extraordinary. I'm so acutely aware of the indifference in my body now. But surely I've been running with this indifference as well, but not being as aware of it. Like sort of, that's the kind of the, sort of the sweet spot, isn't it? I suppose. These like... are the
6: questions: Why? Why is it? Why did the injury happen? Mm. You no. Know, so what's the what's the pre-existing status that leads to injury?
0: But I'd love to be this aware of my own body whilst running. You
6: can, in a, in you a can good develop, way. yeah you can really develop it takes
0: work you yeah can, oh, work. I bet I bet it's taken me like the f- first chunk of your this session to just turn my head off sort of going like just sort of letting my body and back.
6: now if, if if you just tore this yesterday and I did all this work nothing changes but there's there's a accruing of stuff in your leg that says oh, I'm injured and by asking all those questions can you feel the difference? Huge difference already. So, you, you could have had a local treatment that was really fabulous, but perhaps didn't attend to all the accrued changes in your nervous system, saying, Oh, we got a sore, I'm sore in my left
7: groin. Mm.
6: And you might have hit the jackpot 10 years ago and you have a, have a massage and you're better, but you generally, as you get a bit older, that <laughs> is, you know, the you know, recovery is not quite the same. No, no. This is why this is best
0: practice is so such a compelling offer i think to like know to have a truer sense of what how your body works how it connects and then what it needs like for a runner who is craving just longevity it's very compelling an offer and it's also the way that it's framed in that it requires work and in your own time and like Commitment and consistency—that's also quite compelling because I think a lot of runners will relate to to that sort of aspect of it as well.
1: It, it coexists very nicely with the running itself mm. in terms of being able to to explore those things when you're running as well. Mm.
0: Do you do that a lot, Paula?
1: Yeah, I do. Like not in a you know not in a in a forced way. I don't kind of think, right, I'm going to think about this, but sort of naturally it's kind of that sort of same curiosity that I've got through doing the awareness through movement has translated into my running. Mm -hmm. So I have, yeah, sort of without sort of really trying to integrate it, have found that it's kind of become part of how I run.
0: The treatment concluded I took stock of what had just happened. That was the thing that was so... It was ter- the first challenge was turning off the internal dialogue, of like just like l- l- going with what you were doing, or just being open to it. Because having just listened to you describe it as this conversation, like, that was the first part. And I could fit, I could sort of see myself as well. I could see like you- you're sensing you do this sense you stop it stop it da, 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 da. But then i was also thinking like oh you've got to try and do a podcast at the same time but like
6: yeah then, i thought that's why you were scaling you're, you're trying to concentrate yeah. to say stuff with a podcast Yeah. you're losing it
0: <laughs> but then it just after a while you just slowly relinquish that that control and sort of become more playful with you and then towards the end yeah i was across the universe man i was <laughs> i was i was somewhere else like it's just extraordinary that but what you're doing in comparison, so I was at a, an osteopath, you know, five days ago, mm. and the, the the difference in, and I'm not trying to do one thing down. It's just a different sort of exploration, different approach. different approach, but the level of force that's exerted in comparison to what you were doing is yet the end result
6: light years ahead. That's the paradox that you don't, you won't believe until you've experienced
0: mm. A big thank you to Ryan for letting me come down to record and for Paula for letting me come and observe her session. If you want to find out more about Feldenkrais and its practices, then I suggest listening to the earlier episode with Ryan where we get a bit more of an understanding about how he came to be a Feldenkrais practitioner. I'll put links as well to the website where you can find out even more information about this practice Even listening back to it, I already were more conscious of my spine and spinal alignment. To close us out, a conversation I had only a week ago on a very cold morning in yet another park in London. A bit of a theme I'm seeing with these big run interviews. I love this conversation and I've got so much time for this guest. Sasha Thompson first joined the big run on our run crew special in collaboration with A Runner's Life. And I was so thrilled to be able to spend more time with her in Hyde Park, getting to know all about her story, the beginnings of Black Girls Do Run, her extraordinary running history before that, and just generally have a bit of a chat over a nice warm cup of coffee. I'll throw to us now. Enjoy. It's coming up to 11 o'clock on Friday, the 1st of April, and it's unbelievably cold. I am at Speaker's Corner about to meet Tash, founder of Black Girls Do Run, to have a coffee, have a chat, keep warm. Um, yeah It's so cold. It's fine. Are you warm enough.
8: Right. Oh, <laughs> thank you for coming out you on got, the... You got, oh,
0: you got the... Right, can I give you this and then we can forget about it? This what? microphone, and then more importantly, what hot drink do you want? Do you want a coffee or something? I
8: think I need
0: a mucker. A mucker. Uh, okay.
8: Waking
0: up. Okay, you can click that anywhere. Where did spring go? It's disappeared. We've oh had, we've had our summer. That's it, it's done. <laughs> No. Did you enjoy it? Because that was it? That's all you're getting? <laughs> no, no, no,
8: it's coming back, coming back to the back.
0: Okay, a mocha, yeah?
8: Yeah, okay. a weak mocha. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do need the occasional
0: okay. waking up. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. Hiya, Hello. can I get a, a, a weak mocha? Yeah,
8: just one shot. One shot, Just yeah. one
0: shot, and I'll have, a, I'll have a flat right as well, please. Anything else?
8: I wish I drank flat whites. I just want to ask for one. It just sounds so cool. That's a cool thing to ask for. It was it a flat white, please.
0: It was <laughs> invented by hipsters in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. It sounds hip. But it's very yeah. hip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always feel
0: yeah. Do you, do you want to try one? Do you want to switch no, it? No, no,
8: no.
0: So today, because you've got to go back and pick up on the school. It's, so it's So
8: annoying day. that they finish half day. Because oh. today's the last
0: day, right? Yeah. Easter holidays. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Three half weeks off, is it? Something like that. It's all right. It's okay. We got the they just eat. They just, they just, they just eat everything. <laughs> it's not too bad now they're older.
0: Right. How, how many kids do you have? Two. Two. Okay. 14-year-old old? daughter,
8: 11-year-old son. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. okay, it's not too bad. Okay. 11-year-old just wants to play football. Right. That's all he wants to
0: do. And what about the 14-year-old daughter? Just watches TikTok. T- TikTok set. I haven't, I haven't crossed no, that over. No. That is just black guys who run have a TikTok account.
8: No, no, no. no. It looks like too much work. It's so, well, it's like well, it's uh, constant videos, isn't it? Yeah, they're so I'm short. Not, I'm, not, I'm not big on the videos. No. I'm, I haven't even embraced reels yet, so to even go to TikTok is like, yeah. It's a step
0: beyond. Yeah,
8: I've done a few reels and it takes me so long. It's like, oh, this is bloody worth it?
0: <laughs> Should we walk and oh, talk?
8: Yeah, 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 if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
8: what? It so might like, freeze to death. Oh,
0: I can't believe it. Well, so, I feel like I should start this conversation by wishing you happy birthday
8: for Black know, Girls Do I know.
0: Three years. Three
8: years. Who would ever...
0: That's uh, extraordinary.
8: It is, it is. I have to agree with you, it is extraordinary. Because it was started with no real kind of plan. And, yeah, it's grown into something quite incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, no, some... Well, let's,
0: well let's go. Let's go back. To, let's travel back in time then. Three years ago. Three years ago. When 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 was the first like genesis for the idea? How did it start? Because I saw that I saw you posted something on Instagram recently, and you talked a little bit about some of the motivations for why why it started. And yeah. one of them was you said something about um, it was a strange comment from a race yeah. steward. Is that part of the story? That
8: is the, that is the big part of the story okay. actually. And that was like that was yesterday three years ago so that was literally when the seed was planted. Mm. So at a race running not a very busy race like there was an option to do 16 miles or eight miles and me and my friend did the 16 miles and not many people did the 16 miles but we felt we'd run the wrong way. Okay. So we ran back to Nearest Marsh and said oh are we going the right way she said oh you run in the race and I thought we thought huh? You know when you're running a race, you've got...
0: So she was confused, she was yeah. like she didn't... Right. So she
8: was confused. Gotcha. We were confused and thinking, well, why wouldn't you think we're running a race? And we've got, like, numbers Fibs on, yeah, on yeah, our yeah, yeah, yeah. tops. And they said, oh, well, you should have gone that way. we never know for sure. But it just felt like, well, why? we just said, well, why wouldn't you think we're running the race? It's not like, if you asked, are we going the right way? You don't look like you're running a race. Mm. Or do you? No, you don't. No no, a race, no,
0: no, no. Certainly not. Not no. with all these layers so, on.
8: Um, <laughs> yeah, just prompted a conversation all the way to the end of the race and all the way home. And then we are saying, like, you know, when we go to races, you never see many other black women. And mm. why not? And, like, there's black girls running in the USA and um, they've got... There's in every, they've got a presence in every state. And I said, well, maybe we need something like that in the UK. Mm. And... That was a day the seed was planted, so that's, we call that the birthday. Then I, think I went to Jamaica, because my parents live in Jamaica, okay. a few days later, and started the Instagram page then.
0: Oh, so you started it whilst you were over yeah, in Jamaica? Yeah. Oh, right, OK. So I went with
8: another friend, and I was telling her about it. I was thinking, oh, you know, you when know, you start thinking, oh, I don't know, probably not a great idea. She goes, no, 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 start it. Like, she said, you, you know, you've been running, ever since I've known you've been running, just start it. So I started it and fast forward three years
0: I here mean, we are today and here we are celebrating your birthday yeah. i also like so where did your running journey start like had you been running before that race because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd so done this you'd like yeah you were jumping in with a 60 miler so you'd, you'd yeah. been running previously so it,
8: it was that re- that was the reason the race was one of the reasons and previous to that i was saying to my friend like you know i really want to do something involving community but i didn't know what at that time but that it just so happened that that happened what was that so feeling
0: was, for wanting to do something with community when i don't know do you know
8: what like so i've been running for 23 years this year so quite a long also time also a happy
0: running birthday that's that's <laughs> yes yeah, so i've been amazing. running for
8: 23 years and that year 2019 when the group was started i'd been running for 20 years and running has just been so amazing for me I wanted to give back to it okay so that was my way of giving back to it but also maybe 2005 I trained as a walk leader for my local council so I'd done like loads of walks and doing that kind of like oh yeah I really, I really like being involved in the community mm-hmm. so I, I loved it since then and then, um, then I became pregnant with my daughter and I convinced them to do a parent and baby walk so I could bring her along with me. Oh, nice,
7: nice. <laughs> so
8: that, yeah. and then, But then what happened was, um, God, I don't remember what year it was. It must have been 2009 when the coalition government came in. Right, OK. And our local council just scrapped everything.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay.
8: so anything kind of community-based like that just scrapped it. So that was kind of the end of that. But um, just kind of all... But from, you still wanted to still do something? Still wanted to do something. But mm. then I had, like my daughter, and then I had another one, and like was tied down with them, and then, yeah, just always, I think we were talking about, like, what would you really like to do, like, for a living, and I said, you know what, I would want to do something for my community, and, um, and she said, what? I said, I don't know what, but just something, and then she said to me one day, do you remember when you said you wanted to do something for the community? I was like, yeah, I do. She said, look, I mean, and I was like, oh, yeah
0: just sort of yeah just 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 by kind of organically yeah just
8: yeah i
0: can't i i feel like i had you pegged as a more recent run i didn't realize you've been running for that long
8: yeah i did my first race in 1999 what was your first race in this park
0: in hyde park in
8: hyde park oh i love it i love the full circles of
0: it so good for the people listening We, we are we are currently strolling through hyde park so what was the first race then Five kilometres, you know.
8: You know, I did the classic five k, ten k, half marathon, then full marathon. Oh, yeah. wow. wow! 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 So now I used. To, I used to go to. This, I started going to the gym at about age eighteen, and the treadmill was my f- favourite piece of equipment. And then one day, I think it was a nice day. I thought, Oh, I'm going to try running outside. How different can it be? Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> <sighs> anyway, The treadmill lies. Yeah, the, the treadmill, treadmill the lies. The treadmill is
8: a liar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, or the yeah, dreadmill, yeah. as I call it. So I don't <laughs> like <laughs> it anymore. And um, yeah, I went outside and thought it was really difficult. Couldn't run for as long outside as I ran on a treadmill. But I loved being outside. I loved that the scenery was changing like every five seconds. Mm. And then I think I must have entered the five kilometre race. And then that race was like, I don't know. I would say it, would, it changed my life in a way because having something to train for, mm. rather than just going to the gym aimlessly just to mm. kind of keep fit, really kind of was a game changer for me. So I just entered races all the time, but there weren't many races back then. Like you just to have to look in the back of Runners World for races, That's and there weren't ma- and there so weren't much. many in the southeast yeah
0: that's extraordinary yeah so it
8: was before like smart so i used to run for time because there was no smartphones smart watches i remember when i think garmin came out or it might not have been garmin and it was like it took up the whole of your yeah, wrist yeah, like a calculator <laughs> on your arm yeah 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 remember yeah. yeah. my brother having yeah. one and just being
0: like yeah. what is that thing like you're gonna do your tax return or yeah.
8: something with it? yeah so it's been good because one of the things it has done when i started running i didn't really know anybody else that ran and that has so it was helped quite a me solo pursuit for you very, you very much. I'd say that only maybe the last five years it has been a very social thing for me. Mm. But I'm not very I'm not a very competitive runner. Like, I don't like I say every race is a PB for me because I cross the finish line.
7: Mm.
8: <laughs> but I think because I was a solo runner, I didn't know anybody else that ran like nobody discussed like, oh, what times do you 5k? in? what times do you 10k? in? Mm. didn't have any of those discussions. Mm. Cause nobody was interested to be fair
0: yeah, yeah it's so interesting there has been a shift i think when it comes to running like i feel like now and even with like run crews and run communities as well people are like oh okay yeah 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 they know it, it's accepted like, yeah. and even with running i feel like maybe back in 1999 like if you said like oh i do marathons or i do races people are like what yeah what it's felt yeah. like a bit of a not a dirty secret but it wasn't part of the public consciousness as no, it is now
8: no. yeah i did a london marathon in 2001. How was that? It was good. It took a long time. Well, I had to do it for a charity in the end. Okay. every. Yeah, I think I tried... From the year I started running, I started applying and was rejected every year. Then I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. So I'll just do it for a charity. Hmm. And it, it was good. Yeah? Yeah, it took me a lot longer than I thought. Not because I was fast. I just didn't think it was possible to run longer for three hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just stop at three hours, yeah, right? It, like, there's, no, there's no it, regardless, yeah, regardless it, of where you surely are. Surely it course. can't
8: take longer than that. And then not having, didn't, not like now you have all these different communities and online forums where you have these discussions, like, you know, can take five hours. But there was nothing then, really. It was just runner's world. And runner's world was just full of like super fast men, mm. almost, really. Mm. See, I just thought it would take me three hours because that's what I always saw. It took people <laughs> three hours, three hours, twenty.
0: I love it. Three, I love,
8: hour, three hours, twenty. I was like, I love that. nowhere near finish.
0: <laughs> the, the, the blissful ignorance of a first yeah. marathon. Mine my, yeah. my was exactly the same. I remember I did zero research. I think i probably done about most. Is, nice. is the mocker going down well? Oh, it's good. Oh, good, good.
8: Look what it says. The important things. Oh my, love coffee it.
0: is the most important thing. Yeah, literally gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, as the same, zero research. Probably done about thirteen miles maximum and uh, rocked up at this marathon, it was the Heartbreaker Marathon in the oh New Forest.
8: Oh my god, did it break your heart? It
0: really did, because it <laughs> turned out it was a trail, trail marathon.
8: Oh my so god. So I got there and
0: I was like looking around and it was, like everyone with these like shoes on with these these big kind of lugs in the bottom of the soles, I was like, mm, okay, and then we went down to the start line and just sort of took off and we had to go up and down these hills, absolutely broke me. Don't
8: tell me you were wearing Nike at Max.
0: I think no, I was wearing some I think I was wearing some ASICs, I think, Okay. wildly inappropriate. Yeah. I remember slipping a lot and I remember getting to about mile sixteen and probably having a little bit of a cry, I think. I, yeah, think yeah. Totally I close cried to I four... cried at
8: mile eighteen. Did you? Yeah. A little and bit called, of a... called called my sister. She didn't come down because she was pregnant. Okay. And I said, I can't go on. <laughs> I've run so far, but i still got so far to go. She's like, Come on, Tash, you can do this. Well, is that
0: what she said to you? Yeah. And I
8: thought I looked back, looked forward and I thought, alright, <laughs> carry on.
0: So how many marathons have you done up to up to now then?
8: Um two actual races and two virtual. Okay. So and I've finished now. Okay. Because
0: nice. yeah. I saw on Instagram recently you're you're taking on some trails, right? Yeah. You're you're dipping your toe into, into the world of trail.
8: I don't know, the trail's calling me. Oh okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> what is the jewel is still out
0: where are you at with it at the moment then have you got a specific race you're looking towards yes okay
8: second of july oh okay the serpent trail oh okay yeah 20k still which for some people is not a lot but that's quite a big thing for me because trail running seems to take like my goodness takes forever (laughs) (laughs) are you are we there yet
0: (laughs) How um, how have you been getting on then? Have you been training and stuff? Like have you been mixing it up and getting out in the in the mud? Yeah,
8: it's hard to find trails. It's hard to find trails in London. Well, there are trails in London. Mm. You've got to travel to them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is kind of traily though. Should come here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's there's a there's a
0: little bit of mud. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Okay. So far,
8: so good. So far, so good. So, Salomon are looking for a non-trail runner to train up. To do the trail
0: and this and this is and you. It's me okay
8: okay <laughs> and it's me. so um so what's the training
0: you've been doing then
8: um pretty much what i know it's really good actually pretty okay. much what i normally do mm-hmm. um my long runs i should be trying to do it at least part of it on the trail which i've been trying to do didn't manage to do it on sunday because i had to get back home mm-hmm. but um no, so far so good okay yeah so um this
0: could be the start of a beautiful relationship with trail running potentially
8: mm, oh a love hate relationship i love, it.
0: <laughs> I just, I love your you more love about than it. hate maybe okay i love your honesty about it it's so funny because you look on social media sometimes and it seems like everyone is just having the best time running and sometimes yeah. sometimes it's tough right
8: yeah sometimes it's crap yeah <laughs> but you know what there's always lessons to be learned from the crap runs i think
0: mm. What's some of the best lessons you've learned from some of the crap runs you've had?
8: It does end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does. That yeah, is it's true. Do you know what? End.
8: The bad ones really make you appreciate the good ones. Yeah. And you look back on them and you laugh.
0: So true. Yeah. I mean, even just and thinking if, about that first marathon, like yeah, being a bit weepy yeah. in the New Forest and being
8: like, "I thought this was going to be fun." It's and like, then it's if you imagine funny. if all the ones were good, we'd have nothing to talk about.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. So, with with Black Girls Do Run, then just looking at that sort of three year period, mm-hmm. how, how's it evolved? Like, how how's that journey been like for you? Because it seems like. I, see, I feel like I see the Black Girls Do Run, there's like a presence so, like, everywhere. There's so many races that you're at. Yeah. Like how, how's, yeah, how's that sort of three year journey been?
8: So it's been a very organic journey actually. Stop, like, stop
0: this way. yeah. Getting our steps in as well. Definitely, we do this very important,
8: it. yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a very organic journey. That's almost been, I always like to say, Black Girls Do Run UK was started with love mm-hmm. and is still led with love. And everything that's happened is kind of, just opportunities presented and, think, and just like taking up these opportunities.
7: Mm.
8: And then those opportunities lead to other opportunities and make it attractive for people to want to be a part of. So um, its main aim was to encourage like non-elite black women to run because of, I always get challenged. People say, oh, you know, but if you go to the Olympics, you see lots of black women who are yeah, we know, we know, we know. But we're not talking about like the, super f- fast
0: super speedy, super yeah. speedy yeah. and the long
8: distance east african runners it's about just everyday women who mm. just might want one might want to run slow yeah so um yeah and it's doing that so it's good
0: how many mem- like are there are there members within it or like, so, or like how many people like within the community? So I'm always
8: I always I'm always told I get this wrong and that I, I hugely underestimate it. But it's really difficult because we've got like a Strava group, a private Facebook group, and a WhatsApp group, and obviously there's gonna be duplicates across all of those. I reckon I always say 50. Mm. It's a nice nice round number i think 50 i'd say and have you had but everybody's not always running so it's difficult yeah
0: okay and have you had like it's interesting you mentioned that word challenge like it feels like there's so like you're saying there's 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 like an equivalent over in the states which has presence in all the states and i feel like black girls do run like i feel like it's you're you're, you're everywhere but do you still are you do you still face challenges like do you still have those kind of comments of like oh there's loads of you know um, I think, black women running in the Olympics and stuff, like, are, are you still confronted
8: with that? As the years go by, it seems to be less because I think, like, doing podcasts mm. and explaining the reasoning behind it and it being based on my lived experiences and, like, nobody can take away a person's lived experiences because mm. that's just their experiences. Mm. So I think as time goes by and there's more and more, like, small pocket groups popping up, and what I always say is that, um, People are say, oh, you're excluding people. I say, no, it appears that way, but actually what we're doing, we're just focusing on a niche underrepresented area, and then we bring more people to running and we make running more diverse. So there's so many, I've noticed so many groups popping up and I just get so excited when I see it. Like I see Pakistani runners, Muslim women runners, queer runners, I think it's brilliant because what happens is that you all just run together in your little safe space, and then they grow in confidence, and they go to races. Yeah. So it's a, win. it's a win, it's a win, win for everybody. Then they buy running trainers and they buy, you well, know. It's, 100%, it's, just...
0: it's a win for the sport. It's a, yeah, like, it's, it's a win it's for such everybody. It's a win for the sport and you're bringing in people with, that's what I love about, this gets me really excited about running, is like the, the basic act of it's so simple. Like it's so simple yeah. that the more people you can bring with different perspectives, the more you can kind of reimagine and remix it and like change it up and the yeah. more you open it up to people from all different backgrounds and all different sort of thoughts and impulses like i just think the potential for the sport to grow and evolve and become even more exciting is is no so i
8: think for for me running like now is so exciting all all the things that are happening all like the brands are even switching on like you know like there's not just one type of runner Mm. you don't have to focus on the, the the fast runner who's gonna smash pbs who's gonna be come third or come first in their age category you can focus on the person who's going to come last you know so it's 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 just i think it's a great time because running seems to be celebrating everybody and i think it's just like i love it
0: mm. <laughs> cheers <laughs> love it <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, so it's what,
0: brilliant what kind of runner would you define yourself as then are you Where we? oh
8: what, what am i
0: what mm. do you change my
8: superpower is my consistency
0: I have to say that's so true because yeah. I feel like you're at a race pretty much like every week <laughs> or you're at some you're, yeah. you're running like Yeah, constantly. my superpower
8: is my consistency. I'm not yeah, like I've peaked already now. Like I've done my fastest 5k, my fastest 10k, mm. my fastest half marathon. Like I've done cuz I've been 23 years like I've I've done it now. Um, I'm just grateful to be able to still be running. <sighs> so and true. like and it's so it's so nice to be able to do something that you love. Mm. Like not not everybody has that.
0: I think consistency. Uh, I, I've always said this, and I've said this before on the podcast. Is like I, I honestly think that is the ultimate should be the ultimate goal yeah. and longevity. Yep. Like I interviewed um, one guy, uh, Catherine Switzer's husband, oh, Roger, ooh, Roger wow. Robinson. He's in his eighties now. He's had both of his knees replaced. And he's still running, and it's yeah. just like that, he, that's, what, that's what that's I want. That's what I
8: want to be. When that's I what I want to do. Yeah. yeah,
0: I like. Yeah, PBs are great. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Everyone loves that race they feel, and I'm not trying to do that down. If that's what people are about, but
8: yeah, because that's what I've got torn cartilage in my right knee. That's another story for another, another day. And i under a consultant, I said, look, I'm a runner, and I want to be a grandma that turns up to park run, so.
0: <laughs> sort it out sort it out yeah okay so, yeah. so what was well what is what is the story I mean we, we could have that story today today like, my, ha- my do you know what I
8: fell over and hit like my shin really badly oh, so thought annoying. I was okay got up and ran oh no didn't run the next day then I? I think the following day I did 10 miles and then after that I was just like no it's painful oh no that just was true, that was during the lockdown. And then I've done the kinda, you just think it will get better.
7: Okay.
8: By itself. Then I saw a physio and then he said, ooh, I think you need to have an MRI scan. Oh no. Really? Oh no. I Had an MRI scan, yeah, and it shows torn cartilage. But I can I can still run. Can
0: still a run, right. Because
8: I have to manage it. Okay. Like I try not to run consecutive days, don't really push too hard, which is quite easy for me not to push too hard anyway. <laughs> <It's taken laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um yeah, it might need surgery, though. I'm trying to de- I'm trying to delay it to towards the end of the year.
0: Oh, OK. Well, yeah. that, would there be a long recovery process then? Would there be a period of time where you couldn't go?
8: Well, how long was it? I told my son, and he said, no way. No way. You're going to be miserable. I,
0: know. I, <laughs> I know. think it was six weeks. Oh, mate, I know. <laughs>
8: he said, no, don't have it, Mummy. <laughs> don't do it. Whenever I've long. had
0: an injury, honestly, <laughs> my wife is just like, you are the worst. Yeah, said, the he worst said, no, 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 don't do it. You're the worst. You person. can't you
8: can't you won't survive not running for some it's <laughs> that's, hard. What he, that's what he said. He said no don't do it, no, it's a bad idea.
0: So what do your what do your children think of or, or, or Black Girls Do you Running your Oh excuse me? Oh
8: sorry. you dropped your um
0: No, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do your, what do your kids make of, oh. uh, of Black Girls Do you run in, or Running or you your Running and stuff? My son,
8: I think, is Black Girls Do Run UK's biggest fan. Yes, love that. My daughter like I think she's secretly proud. Okay. But it doesn't really um
0: Is she a runner. No. Did either of them run?
8: No. My daughter says my daughter says she wouldn't run even if I paid her to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anyone's looking to sponsor Tash's daughter to, to run. Yeah. Um, and my get son, in touch. he
8: will run We run sometimes. He plays okay. football. He okay. plays football and does gymnastics. And my daughter, she's a really good swimmer but kind of fell out of it during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And she's, she'll cycle, but she's not, like...
0: I bet you they yeah. are quietly proud. It's like, what a, what a role, what an inspiration oh, to be building so, that community. So for Comic
8: Relief, they had to dress up as a superhero. And my son dressed up as me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: it's just he melting just, my yeah, heart, he I can That's so sweet. I oh, know, it's so lovely. That's so sweet. Where does that cause you were talking earlier about like you always wanted to be, always wanted to do something in that in the community, you always wanted to like help in that sense. Where, where do you think that comes from for you? Where oh my do you think goodness. that sort of desire comes from? Because it's always just extraordinary when you meet people who are just like, I just want to be that, be selfless and do that kind of thing. Like, can you trace it back? Do you think it comes from your parents or?
8: Huh? That's a tough question, Daddy. Deep. We're getting deep. Oh my God! we're yeah, deep. You're going below ah, the yeah, surface. we are. We're chipping away. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so just the cold that's cutting through goodness. today with these
8: questions. I don't know if I can answer that today, okay. Daddy. Okay. Okay. I might have to come back to you. Oh, no, no, I have to that's do a, cool. like a, an addendum <laughs> of the, on the podcast. Appendices. <laughs> yeah. We'll have like a follow-up here. Yeah.
0: I just. I. I, I don't, was, yeah. I
8: don't know, actually. I guess I'm I've always su- been a natural organiser. Hmm. Yeah, I actually don't know. I suppose I suppose yeah, I in a way know. like
0: people who people who you would identify from the outside as people who are like selfless and wanna to commit to their community, I think maybe that's their superpower is they they just they just instinctively wanna do yeah. it. And it's not like it was on this day that I decided. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, I'm
8: just that i per- I'm just that person that gets involved, like I help out at I'm on the PTFA team at the school, um, always, I always get involved in things.
7: Mm. I
8: think I find it easy to help rather than be the person just standing and watching. I think I, th- I, think I sometimes feel a bit awkward just standing, so I'd rather be doing. Mm. I'm a human doing rather than a human being.
0: <laughs> you said you couldn't answer the question, then you come out with a solid bit of gold like that. That's incredible. So, looking forward, then, in terms of doing, what's the what's the future? Do you think for, for black girls who run in your panel So the future. Hmm. I saw the, recently you have been doing some you've been doing some boxing oh as well. Gosh, and I wondered yeah. whether like black girls do could have something else at the end of it. Hmm. Like, is there is there a world where you look into different areas, different forms of movement? Just yeah, I think. Or well, I don't know. What's the future? I yeah. think.
8: The main focus will always be running, Okay. but try new things, isn't it? So yeah, I got invited to that boxing session. Oh my gosh. How was it? Shouldn't have run that morning. (laughs) 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 But no, it was was really good, actually, really good. Like, I was saying that boxers must be very happy people because they just box every frustration out. Mm. But yeah, no, it was good. Um, A few of us cycle, actually, a fair bit. And I am cycling around the Isle of Wight in, oh my God, it's April, what? next month. What? Yeah, really? Yeah. Cycling around the Isle of Wight. Like, it's on my, like, I call it my master bucket list of things that I want to do one day. And this group, I've got a local cycling group called Brent Breezers. Okay. And they organized a trip to cycle around the Isle of Wight. And I thought, wow, well, it wasn't my intention to do it this year, but, you know. Why not? An opportunity presents yeah.
0: itself. Yep. Okay, Grab let's, it. let's <laughs> dig into that then. So how, uh, how many miles is that then?
8: Oh my gosh. 27 the first day and I think 32 the second day or something ridiculous like that. Oh,
0: so that's going to be what? A good like yeah. eight hours or something? in yeah. the
8: Yeah, I've been, I've been cycling a bit. I need okay. to get some longer rides in. I did 16 miles on Monday t- okay. Tuesday.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so what else is on the bucket list then? Have you got other challenges
8: this year or like and i make a bucket list every year you know do you yeah oh, Ah. Yeah. okay so what's
0: been on this year's bucket list oh then? my
8: gosh so this year i've got 22 things on it for 2022.
0: Oh, i love that task. <laughs> i love that i love that
8: and cycle around at Isle of whites on it okay um boxing was on it okay tick um get up to 25 park runs so, I was supposed to do that in 2020, but then you all know what happened yeah, in 2020. Yeah, yeah. That got so, I'm up to number 18, I think, now. Okay. So, I'll get there. Okay, yeah, that's, not, that's, that's um, definitely doable. Not, they're not all big things, they're little things. So, how I started doing bucket lists is um, a friend of mine that I went to primary school with, she did a bucket list of 40 things to celebrate turning 40. And I thought, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Love I'm going to do that. Love that. Um, so, I did it. Great. But it was like one of the best years of my life. Ticking off these forty things, yeah. and I thought, oh, I'm not going to stop, I'm not yeah. going to do, I'm not going to do my age every year, because then that would
0: be too, too, <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> it gets longer. Yeah, so every oh, so year, yes, so yeah, do. so every
8: year I make a bucket list. Oh, oh, ah,
0: yeah, so I, I love
8: that. It yeah, just, it's, start you know of the what? year like
0: first of January. Do you do it? Like... I do it for my birthday actually. Oh, okay, I, that's
8: at the start of my year, not necessarily the new. But my birthday's in December, so it's kind of very much near the new year. Ah,
7: oh, fantastic. Um,
8: yeah, so um. I just find it. Um, life can be a bit mundane sometimes, isn't it? Mm. So having that bucket list and like like fun things to do just kind of takes away some of the mundaneness. I love that. So I've never. So I just keep doing it.
0: So what what's on that list then? Do you think for for the, for black guys to run then? Like we what what? I mean, are, are there?
8: Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I think that list is not really.
0: Not including that. You're just going to really, let it grow. It's not really.
8: Um, concerned that black girls do well it's just like with me but there's always races on there mm-hmm. um
0: what are the races for this year apart from where you've got your trail
8: landmarks half on sunday
0: this oh yeah
8: absolutely yeah. running i Love know Con- yeah Love um it. hackney half i've not done that one before
0: oh yeah i did that last year it's great Yeah, that's great and
8: Essex 10k which i thought i hadn't done but i realized was has been re it was the British 10K has been oh, rebranded as yes. the Essex 10K. So yes. I actually have done it. That's quite soon, isn't it? July? Oh, okay. The, the trail co- the Trail race, so the second of July. that's like my, that's my main race. That's now your A race. Yeah. And I got into the Great North Run.
0: Oh, right, going up to Newcastle. Yeah, oh, so
8: excited.
0: Okay. Oh man. God, your racing calendar is so impressive. I'm like, oh man, I need, to, I need to get in some races. Yeah,
8: no, like, and I'm doing a Westminster mile with my son. Oh. I actually double booked myself on that race day as well. Oh. Two races, but I'm going to do. The, I'm going to do the Westminster, Westminster man as well, and he's going to do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Slowly the running journey begins. Ah. Oh, so just thinking about like the running space, like and this, this idea of like kind of community and stuff. I mean, do you think it's at a good place now? Do you yeah. Think there's more room for it to. Do you think there's other areas you'd like to see it go and
8: move into? Um, I think I'd like to. I'd like to see the brands like in Britain. Is that snow?
0: Yep, that's right, listeners. Whoa. We are being <laughs> we're being snowed on on the first of April. That is ridiculous. It is, isn't it? Oh my God. Yeah. What would you like to see more of?
8: I'd like to see the brands like used like a variety of more different people rather than kind of which they are doing. Mm. And
0: why is that important? Do you think?
8: Because I think it just draws in pe- People think that running isn't for them based on how they think a runner should look. Mm. If you put runner into Google and you see the people that come up, they all kind of look the same. Mm. And running's for everybody. Yeah. But we've got to make everybody feel it for everybody as well. And the brands have, brands, they've got the power to change that because they can use a different look- looking model. Mm. So yeah, I'd like to, and I think it's going that way anyway. Yeah. But I'd like to see more of that. I think,
0: because I it's impactful, isn't it? When yeah. you see someone that looks like you, yeah, you can connect to it. You think right?
8: it, but people think it doesn't make a difference, but it really, it really does. And like, there's so many running crews, running groups on the ground doing the work, but we need help from
1: the they're, brands. that are the stakeholders. Yeah, they are. Them,
8: they? We are all, and we're all stakeholders in the game of running. But so we all need to play our part. I think. Mm.
0: How can we? How can people who aren't the brands play their part? Do you think?
8: Like doing this. Yeah. Yeah, talking to different people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and not only talking to people who like will qualify for Boston and mm. stuff like the same kind of people that like I'm never gonna qualify... i don't want to go to Boston anyway. I. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> I'm never gonna qualify for Boston, but if if I listen to a podcast and you only talk to people that of that kind of caliber, I'm just gonna think well after a while I'm not going to have anything that I can relate to
0: mm. yeah 100% different perspectives I think mm. we shouldn't make, shouldn't make it all about shouldn't be all about performance no I think. absolutely not I think you're right I think it has it's shifting it is shifting more to just participation and inclusivity but I feel like there's more there's more for the needle to kind of shift in Yeah, and and the, and
8: it's like the races as well it's good for the races because like I mean if the races only had fast runners they're not gonna like get a lot of race entries are they? No, no. <laughs>
0: no. I mean it doesn't make any business sense. You no, gotta more yeah. people involved.
8: And all, and that thing where people will run and say they're not a runner. And I think well, all you've got to do to be a runner is run. Yeah. That's it.
0: It's so simple. So you're a runner. <laughs> you make it sound so simple, Tasso, does it, it. it
8: is. it? But we often complicate things in our own mind, don't we? Mm.
0: I think running, can, running it can be very guilty of that sometimes, I think. Yeah. Overcomplicating it. And you start to get, like, oh, well, I might need this thing, or I need to have done that thing, or I should have done this sort of training. Like, oh,
8: yeah. I just, oh, I'm just a jogger. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
8: yeah. apparently, like, a jogger is, like, if you run a... If you look, into, if you look at Google, I keep quoting Google here now, and it says like a jogger runs at this speed. So okay. if I was to go by that, I, like, I would say I'm a jogger, but I'm not a jogger.
0: What, you actually put, if you put that in the goot, yeah, it, it, it will tell it you the speed? Yeah, it tells you the
8: difference between a runner and a jogger, and it's the speed that you run at. And I think, I'm not a jogger, What I'm a runner. <laughs> what?
0: All right. Okay. Google if you're well. You probably are listening. Google. You're probably listening to all of it. All of this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think, you, I think you need to probably change. Yeah, I told you,
8: like the speed. That's the difference between a jogger and a runner. I think no. I just think I'm a runner. So. So it's just like it's there's so many kind of like so that in itself is a barrier. Mm. Like someone said, oh no, I'm not a runner, I'm a jogger, and I think <sighs> I'm not a jogger.
0: I just think that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Um. Typically, sort of like in, in, in the podcast interviews I've done in the past, like I normally like, like to ask some sort of quite expansive questions as well. And one of them mm-hmm. we kind of touched on earlier a little bit. Um, and another one I normally like to ask is um, Are there any myths out there that you'd like to take this opportunity to debunk? Any myths?
8: Running myths? could or be running myths, myths or you could
0: well i mean wow that's 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 <laughs> wide but like maybe let's let's
8: keep it with running
0: myths for people listening that you'd like to sort of say i'm going to debunk this
8: you keep doing this danny you keep silencing me
0: <laughs> is that not <laughs> normally a done thing no 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 okay. no
8: no um having to like, s- dig into the brain cells you know the ones at the back <laughs>
0: Like grey um, matter. Yeah. Like, it's like doing a Sudoku sometimes. Running
8: myths. Yeah. I think the, probably the biggest running myth is that I think anybody can run, isn't it? Mm. Pretty much. Because you, you go to the London Marathon and you see people... Go to the London Marathon and you see like... That is like one of the most inspirational places to see runners because you just think, oh wow, they, mm. they're running. I've only got one leg, you know? Mm, mm. And, um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things. I, I would think one of the biggest myths is that running isn't for everybody. And it absolutely is because we were all, we were like the book, Born to Run. We grew up running around the playground, running with our friends. And then somewhere along the line, some people, not all, like me and you, stop. But we were all literally running is such a natural thing. So when people say, oh, no, I can't run, that, that's a myth.
0: Mm, so true. Yeah. I love that. I love that. OK, another expansive question for you. We kind of, yeah, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but what's been your biggest failure as a runner and what's it taught you?
8: Oh, my goodness. <sighs> my baby. biggest failure as a runner is not embracing it at school, actually interesting. Yeah, that's my biggest failure as a runner.
0: Did you not like it when you first encountered it at school? I
8: loved it. Oh, okay. My friends didn't run.
0: Oh, so the yeah. peer group kind yeah. of shifted you so away? So I didn't
8: embrace it the way I could have. Yeah, that's, that's my biggest failure as a runner, I would say. Oh. My PE teacher, she tried, she really did try and, like, you know, come to training after school and I wouldn't go. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Now I'm joining the dots a little bit now, so yeah,
8: that's, that's that's my that's my big that's my biggest failure I'd say.
0: And so when all these these opportunities are being presented to you now, race after race, trail adventures, like is part of you like that's why you jump on it so much. Is there a little bit?
8: No, do you of know like, what? I just like
0: you to
8: to <laughs> As much as you've got a plan for tomorrow, you've got to live for today as well, isn't mm, it? Mm, mm. And all these opportunities that happen, you, they're not necessarily going to be there next week, next year, next month. you might not be available. I might have had my new operation, not be able to run. So if I can, I will. Just do it. Yeah, yeah just do it.
0: Just, no, we don't need to give them any more. <laughs> no, any more no, no, episodes. no. They're, they're fine. <laughs> there are other shoe companies out there. Don't, yeah, this, is, yeah. this has not been sponsored by Who Shall Not Be Named. Or
8: the one I came across recently, GID. GID? Get it done
0: get it done. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah,
8: that should yeah. go viral, actually. Yeah, just get it done. Get it
0: done. Just get out there and get it done. G.I.D.
8: it. Just G.I.D. it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Sponsored by. <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking about the, the young Tash back in school, the ps Ah, What was your distances then?
8: 800 and uh,
0: 1500. Oh, and the really disgusting yeah. ones as
8: well. Oh, it. Really. Yeah, I would do 100 and 200 sometimes. Especially if Alice Page wasn't running. Alice, if you're listed anywhere out there, she was super
0: fast <laughs> <laughs> she was like she was the one who had a target on super her. Super fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I
8: mean, it would be interesting to know if she's still running today, but um Yeah, super fast runner. Uh, if Alice wasn't running then like every, everybody kind of stood a chance. If Alice was running. Just forget, forget about it. it. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. Just flew past and she ran so elegantly, she just flew past you.
0: Wow. Would you ever get I mean Knee permitting would you ever dabble back and sort of going back on the track again
8: yeah i think i would yeah yeah i have done okay like done like interval sessions on the track just that my track local to me is really annoying you have to kind of well, you have to pay to use it.
0: This is another thing <laughs> that needs to get sorted out. And you have
8: to go through like a building. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then I've yeah, got yeah, a really yeah. nice track, but it's like two miles away and it's just.
0: This isn't like this. Yeah.
8: Do uh, you know what? I should start a petition, you know?
0: I think you 100% should, because like, I was at the track last night and it's £5.50 per, every time you use it to use this track. Your track's expensive. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's my absolutely gosh. ridiculous. And, you know, I, I'm a member of my local club as well, and we still have to pay on top of that to use the track, and it's
8: it's yeah, just... I think, uh, I think my one's about, well, I haven't paid for years. About 350, I think. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: No, that's... And I, I remember want...
8: taking the kids with me once. They wanted me to pay for them as well. It's like, no, 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 come on now. Nah. They're just going to watch me, I said. <laughs> And that's just an,
0: it's just another barrier yeah as well. oh a big
8: barrier. It's just another barrier the track should just be there for everybody to
0: use because it's so much fun especially you know when you're there with like with a, with a running club or with a crew or the group or with mates or whatever like it's ju- it is it's ju- and it's a great way to improve as a runner but it's also just a great way to yeah get get really sort of rooted in the sport i think but if you're paying five pound fifty a pop i just think it's not going to make it accessible to everyone sort it out Greenwich council if you're listening anyway anyway and Brent
8: council and Brent council as well
0: um I anyway sort of rants rants aside this has been such a a lovely if slightly freezing chat in Hyde Park oh you're getting some feeling back in your hands okay okay. mine have probably feel like they've fallen off
8: these gloves
0: these gloves are very good oh okay okay we're not gonna shout out the brand. No, no, no. Um, but Tash, thank you so much for, for coming on the big run, for joining me for a coffee and being just such a brilliant, lovely guest. Oh we'll
8: see you
0: later. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. We're done oh, and we're wow. done. That's it. That was lovely. That's it. Oh, nice and cars. Just yeah. nice little walk. It's cool. No Tash, you're cool. What a legend. Such a pleasure having a chat with her over a nice cup of coffee. I'll put some links to Black Girls Do Run in the show notes and tag them on the Instagram post if you want to find out more about the work that they do. And Tash smashed the landmarks half marathon and I wish her all the best in her trail running training. So there we are. We made it to the end of another month, another epic installment of the journal from the big run. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know what you think. Are you enjoying this format? Can you not stand it? Let me know. I'm curious. I'm really enjoying exploring and creating different styles and telling different stories over the, on this podcast. So I'm always grateful to see how it's going down with all the people that tune in each week. I'm very, very grateful. And I'm very grateful to Saw for their support for this month The performance of the month is closing though. You have till the 11th of April. So if you're listening to this and it's gone past the 11th of April, I'm sorry, but you've missed out to win a brand new marathon system for you and a friend as part of the performance of the month competition. The discount Big Run 15 will be going till the end of April and I'll put all of the relevant information about how to enter and how to get involved in today's show notes. I'll see you next week for our regular traditional long form interview and the journal will return in May with a special edition for a very special athletic event to be continued. Thanks for joining. I'll see you next time.